Today we are going to discuss Gene Key 4. I have with me Christine, who has Gene Key 4 in her core sphere. As a reminder, the shadow is intolerance, the gift is understanding, and the city is forgiveness. And the core sphere has to do with the gestation period before one was born, so it's usually inception through nine months. The shadow of intolerance started very early in Chris's life, pre-birth, and how is that? How was that manifested, Chris? I have had a very uh, tumultuous childhood. My parents divorced, I believe I was seven or eight, but before they divorced, it was very scary. Both parents, for both, you know, my, I'm sure for my, my mother, my biological mother, and she was just pretty much checked out, absent. And my dad was very iron-fisted, and he ruled the house like his father did. I didn't know that at the time. I've found these things out over the years that, you know, he pretty much just was raising his kids like his dad raised him, which basically was... He was one child of three boys, and he had a sister. The sister didn't get the kind of abuse that the boys did. And let me just preface this by saying, you know, I loved my grandpa. I adored him, and he was great to me and my cousins, and, and he died when I was very young. But he, from what my aunt has told me, he was very strict on the boys, never laid a hand on her. And that's pretty much the way my dad was with my brothers. Very strict on them, belt, and just very uh, do as I say, not as I do. Wasn't like that with me. He never, I mean, he was not a lovey-dovey dad, but, but there was a lot of physical abuse towards my mom. And back then it was, when I was younger, this was the you know, late 60s, early 70s, the woman usually stayed home and raised the kids, but my mom worked, and it was just—it was just a bad situation. My dad was a telephone man, so he was constantly—he you know, didn't trust her, and he was constantly following her, and had his kids out at all hours of the night. And the memories that I have are, you know, spotty at this point because I'm older, but this is bad. But you know, the abuse was towards my mom was 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 bad. As far back as I can remember, you know, the the fight was terrible. So what happened when you were seven? They finally got divorced. My mom paid dearly for it to get out of the, the relationship because my mom lost custody of me and my brothers and we didn't see her that much and then she moved away. So we just didn't see her again for quite a while. I mean, I didn't see her until I was almost an adult after that. So from seven till Almost 18. Okay. Yeah. And you had no contact with her? No, uh-uh, I didn't. I was told that she would send cards and try to call, and but I was told that, but um, my dad wouldn't let us talk to her. And then his new wife adopted all of us, so she didn't have any rights. And then my dad's new wife, that's a whole other story, but, but there's the, you know, my dad, that's just the way my dad was. It was the... Very um, black and white, right? Right, yeah. You know, it was a very strict Catholic household. Very strict. You know, we went to Catholic school and just did what we were supposed to. I always thought, you know, okay, 
if I do something wrong, my dad is going to find out and I am going to get in trouble. So I just never did anything I wasn't supposed to. And that formed my, that formed my personality. I was a very, very shy, introverted, scared person. And that stayed with me for my whole life. So the, the repressive nature of the shadow of intolerance is apathetic and that is to choose not to have any opinions about anything so to be just the opposite of someone who's very opinionated and lives in the realm of intolerance right so you chose the repressive nature as opposed to the reactive nature where you would blame others and constantly react with your anger oh no i there was no way because i knew what would happen from the time i would open my mouth i mean we none of us me and my brothers we just we, we wouldn't do that from the time we were children we knew better we'd get the belt <laughs> i mean my dad had a belt that hung on the door so although like i said my dad never i don't ever remember my dad hitting me there was that fear that i would get hit so but then as you know i got older and then he remarried it was it got a hundred times worse so i i never would ever question anything or rebel or do anything i just kept my mouth shut and did as i was told and that carried through my first marriage which was a disaster so i just want to make it very clear about your views about corporal punishment. Did you perpetuate that with your children? Absolutely not. Wouldn't, and I, and I never would do that with my kids. And because of what I went through as a child and as a teenager, to this day, I can't stand to hear anybody getting hit. I hate it. Children or adults. I think it's just, there's no reason for it. There just is no reason to touch a child or anybody for that matter. You just don't lay hands on anybody. Nobody deserves that ever. And it just is not needed. And I would never, um, I d didn't do it to my children and I didn't stand for it. I never would. I didn't touch my children and I, I don't touch my grandchildren. There's other, there's other ways to discipline, I, I believe, other than corporal punishment. I mean, it's just not, it's not my, my, um, it's not my DNA to do that, even though that's what happened to me. As much as I endured it, I went the other way. Right. So you broke the chain. Yeah, I, I did. So that break is really the difference between the shadow frequency and the gift frequency. And the gift within this gene key is understanding. And it's made very clear in the book that the understanding does not come from the mind. It has nothing to do with the knowledge. For example, there's knowledge that you should not hit a child. It's, it has nothing to do with knowledge. It's a feeling that you have expressed that it's not right to right. hit children in yeah. order to teach them anything. I mean, but, I'm not saying when, you know, my kids were small and, you know, they would pick up something or they were going towards the street, they didn't get patted on the butt. You know, I mean, there's that kind of uh, discipline when they're really small that, you know, I absolutely, of course, did. But as they got older, I just never, I had, I had other ways of disciplining and for all intents and purposes, my kids have turned out great. I've got one kid that's in the fire academy, and he's fantastic. And I never, 
I don't even think as a as a small child I ever had to do anything with him. Love is what I use to raise my kids. Mm -hmm. And I still use it. My kids still live with me. And I get a lot of flack for that because i accused of smothering my children. But I love my kids. And I love my grandkids. And I do whatever I can. I, I think I am like that because I never got that from either one of my parents. So I'm just making sure that I give to others what I never got. So you have abandonment issues from mm -hmm. your mother and you have terrorization from your father, both of which were manifested from them for their own personal backgrounds out of fear. Mm -hmm. And they both lived in what we call the third dimension in the shadow frequency. Mm -hmm. But you've not perpetuated that. You've not abandoned your kids and you have not used fear as a tool to manipulate them and their behavior. Now I want to talk about your understanding from your heart about how your parents came to be the way they were. I don't mean from the head, I mean from the heart. What are your feelings about them? They're both gone. Mm -hmm. And there was resolution with your father, but not with your mother. Correct. Is that correct? Do you have loving feelings for either one of them? I do my dad. My dad was able to make amends with me in his way. He he apologized to me when two or three years I, uh, before he passed away for my crappy childhood and, and whatever I endured. Because he didn't even really know a lot of the stuff that I went through and my brothers went through when he was married to his second wife. Um, so you haven't mentioned, but what was she like? What, um, what didn't he know? <laughs> He didn't realize the extent of the physical abuse that she put all of us kids through. So you had two different people physically abusing you Correct. in your childhood. She was on a spectrum that is almost unbelievable. And he did not know what the extent of it was. I mean, it was sometimes torture. Mm. I mean, the woman was crazy. And so his knowledge which I think he knew a lot and was just choosing to ignore it. It was his way of just coping, I think. He apologized and explained in his own way you know, why he married her. I'm sure he was, his guilt you know, was eating at him for years because, you know, I have a brother that is no longer with us. And that, I think, had taken a toll on him for quite a few years. How old was your brother when he passed? I believe Army was um, 23. He was young. And how did he die? He uh, was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So that had an impact on your father? Oh, absolutely. When my dad became a, became a different person, he started drinking and he became angry and, and it just, he changed him a lot. And I live a lot further away from my dad would go see him once a year so it just got to the point where I didn't really go see him as much because he was just you know so angry I would talk to him on the phone every week and then he had a, a massive stroke and and then he ended up getting uh, dementia and he died 11 years ago but before that on one of my trips out there he had yeah, apologized and we had a talk that's all I needed. And so he was, I think he was at peace when he passed away. Hmm. And, and I, you know, 
And I'm, I'm fine with it. My mom, on the other hand, was not a hands-on mom. She never kept in touch. She left us kids when we were very, very young. How old were your brothers? I was eight, seven or eight. So my brothers were six and four. So she, that was, that was traumatic for us because for a long time I blamed her <clears throat> for the abuse that mm. we endured. Because had she not left, the abuse wouldn't have happened. And it was, you know, it was bad. And she, even after I got back in contact with her when I was an adult, you know, she was just very uh, aloof from me. And, and it, you know, she's kind of floated in and out. And I didn't really care about that. But I seemed more like the parent than her. Because if she needed money, I'd give her money. And But then I got really sick, really sick and almost died 10 years ago. She didn't even come to see me. I didn't hear from her. Uh, out of clear blue, uh, I guess a year or two, I don't even remember, two years later. Just a, out of the blue, I guess a card, letter, card, whatever, came in the mail. And um, I hadn't heard from her, hadn't gotten any kind of message from her. She, I didn't even know if she knew if I was dead or alive. I'm a mom. I know if one of my kids was in the hospital dying. And I had gotten a phone call and said, hey, because this is exactly what happened. My family was called and said, you need to get here. She's not going to be here in a few days. You need to come and say your goodbyes. My mother was called and told that. And her response was, I don't have the money to come. And I know if that had been me, I would have I would have walked. And she didn't. So I guess when I got that letter, I told my husband, I don't want it. But he didn't throw it away. <laughs> he kept it. And ironically, I opened it. Um, just the other day and true to my biological mom's form, um, it just said happy birthday. It was a birthday card and, uh, just said, I love you, mom. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't anything. Uh, that's the way she was. I mean, it wasn't a hope you're, hope you're doing well, sorry and nothing, but that's all she can give. That's okay. Is it? Is it okay? It, it, it has to be because if I hold on to that, for the rest of my life because I was angry for a long time, but I can't, I keep telling my kids, you know, you can't hang on to anger and, and hate. It'll, it'll kill you because it almost did me. And if I don't practice what I preach or do what I say or try to take in what I say, I, that's being a hypocrite. Okay. And for so many years I was, a totally different person. I held on to that crap. And I think that's why I got so sick so many years ago. So honestly, yeah, I mean, it, it really is, it really is okay. And so I really think maybe this, this card, generic card, mm. <laughs> it wasn't even happy birthday to my daughter. It was just, you know, a happy birthday. Now maybe that was her. I'm sorry. Now I wasn't supposed to open it 10 years ago. Because I can tell you right now, it wouldn't have meant anything to me 10 years ago. Mm. Nothing. But not that it really means a whole, it didn't, you know, make me feel warm and fuzzy. But it, I, I guess, it more or less uh, closure. Okay. You know, a message from beyond or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Because that letter, or not letter, that card has been missing for the last 10 years. And it was just discovered accidentally? About a month ago. Wow. And I just chose to open it a few days ago. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question. And that is, 
because you had resolution with your father, do you feel that that is the impetus for you being able to forgive him? Let me rephrase that. Have you forgiven your father for the childhood wounds that you suffered from him? I don't even think about that, honestly. I just forgive him for whatever it is that he, he said he was sorry. And I accepted, I accepted that. And I tried not to think about all of that. And I just tried to move, move forward with tomorrow. Is there a relationship between your forgiving him and your feeling that he recognizes that he did something to wound you? I think so. I, yeah, I mean... That helps you to forgive him. Yeah, I, I subconsciously, yeah, I, I think so. In contrast then, because you did not have that resolution with your mother, have you forgiven your mother? I think because she was so absent in my life for so many years. I mean, she really wasn't around that much, and I didn't really know her. I think maybe that's why it wasn't that, I don't want to say it wasn't that big of a deal, because your mother has a big, big impact on your life. I mean, she teaches you how to cook and clean and do so many other things. And I never had that. I never had that role model to teach me any of that stuff. I don't know that that's really relevant because I just really didn't really didn't know her that much. It was almost like she was a distant relative. You know, she wasn't that mother, that mother figure in my life at all. So I was shocked. I didn't even know that she had passed away recently. I was told a week or so after she had passed away. So I was shocked that she passed away, but there wasn't that grieving or that really overwhelming sadness that you get when someone that you were really close to passes away. Which made me sad. And I felt horrible that I wasn't feeling that super sadness. But I think it's because I didn't really know her. And I don't think she really felt like, you know, I was really her daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a daughter that she was really close to. And so, which I'm glad, you know, glad that she had that. But I just felt like she was a, you know, like maybe an aunt or a distant aunt or, you know, because I do, I have aunts that I'm close to, you know, so, and I have family members, cousins that I'm super close to. Like if one of my cousins that I'm really close to passed away, I would be devastated. But for her, it was, you know, I don't wish any pain on her uh, or I hope that she, you know, passed without any pain, but it's just, it's hard to explain. She just wasn't really a mother figure to me. I'm going to ask what might seem to be a very strange question. Do you think that you are a better mother to your own children because of the lack of mothering that you had from your own mother? In other words, did she teach you some things through absence that you might not have learned had she been with you throughout your entire childhood? That's my feeling. I feel that I was taught that all through my childhood and all through my uh, developing years, all through my teenage years, uh, because I can hear myself, I can see myself as a small child, as a adolescent, as a teenager, saying, I will never, ever do this to my children. I will not raise my kids like this. I will not do this to my child. And I pretty much helped raise my brothers and sisters. So I was left up to my own devices. But I knew, I was conscious 
when I was growing up of everything that I was doing and that that was how I did or did not want to raise my own children. I mean, I've always loved kids. I've, I always babysat. That's what I did for uh, extra money. And I knew that you know, this, the way that, that I was being raised was not right and that I, I was going to make sure that my children were going to be raised different as far as the, the mother part goes. And my marriage was not the best. So that, that aspect of it, you know, you can't, you can't control that. But, but absolutely, I, I think that my biological mother had a part in how I raised my kids and, you know, how I am today because I don't and didn't want to be like her at all or my stepmother for that matter. I would get enraged when my ex-husband would tell me I was just like my mom. I hated that. I hated hearing that. But he knew that that was a button to push with me. I mean, he could say that to me now and it would, you know, it wouldn't bother me at all because I know that's not, you know, that's not the truth. Have you ever thanked your mother? I don't mean face to face, but have you ever thanked her for giving you that contrast to strengthen your own commitment? No, I haven't ever thought of thought about thanking her for that. I mean, she just passed away back in October and, and I was grappling with that and, and all of all of this. Because I never honestly gave her a second thought all these years. I mean, I just kind of put her out of my mind. But I don't say it's thanks to her that I'm the mom that I am, but... Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Can you repeat that, please? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is thanks to her. Her and stepmom, I don't know. Because I definitely did not want to be anything. And I'm not. I mean, I am 180 degrees different from both of those women. And not that she was a bad person. I, mean, I really didn't know her a whole lot. I will tell you this. She was loved by her friends. Her friends loved her. And they would always tell me, oh, or I would uh, be over at her house and some of her friends would come over. They would say, oh, your mom is so great and blah, blah. And I'd be like, why can't she be that kind of mom? So I know she was, she had the capacity to show some type of empathy or love or something, but it was just wasn't to her children. Mm-hmm. So something must have happened in her life. That she couldn't, you know, she just couldn't show that love or or extend that to her her blood. Do you have any compassion for that fact, if it's true? Yeah, I, yeah, I can. I mean, I know, you know, some of her history, you know, how she was raised, and I can have some compassion for that a little bit. I mean, I was raised really crappy and to, you know, the total opposite. So, you know, I think it's just all how you. I mean, everybody has a choice. You know, everybody has a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing. So this is maybe a strange question, but if you were to grade your mother on how well she taught you how to be the mother that you are today, what kind of grade would you give her? Oh, if we're just speculating that she was doing this on purpose so that I'd be a good mom. Mm-hmm. well then I'd have to give her an A okay I mean I think I pride myself in in being a a good mom I'm not saying I'm you know that I have not made mistakes because I have and I still continue to do it 
but you know my my kids are my my whole life so I'm you like, can you can show some gratitude yeah for for that yeah i can i mean it it came at a huge cost but i i lost a brother i think because of it you know i'm not blaming her exclusively for that but her leaving us like she did you know i think that had a huge impact and and i have another brother that is pretty screwed up too still so in contrast look at your life in comparison with relatively the same circumstances yeah so yeah and it's we all have choices a conscious choice to make the right decision or the wrong decision and you know i i chose a different path than my brothers did. And I have always put my kids first and I I credit my kids for me being the successful person that I am today because they are what drove me to want to be more more successful. Well if you give her just a little bit of credit for that, I, I don't know exactly what your belief system is, but if the world is a stage and we did agree <clears throat> on the other side for the lessons that we would learn from each other and one of them was for you to be the best mom that you could be and to have the contrast of knowing within your heart what is the way to be the best you can be based on the fact that that is not how you were raised. Then you can have some appreciation for the fact that you had the life you did that has led you to where you are now. Well, she did a job. That was her, that was her contract. She built it. I can I can check that box for her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's truly what forgiveness is. They say forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for yourself. Yeah. Because when you hold that grudge, then you can't be complete. Yeah. No, and that's that's true because I was very angry with her for a long time. And so I, you know, had pretty much relegated myself to the fact that she was gone already. So it was just more of the last 10 years of just, you know, letting all of that go. So I knew I was never going to see her again. I knew that based off of my experience. But still finding out that she had passed away, there's that reality that, okay, well, she really wasn't gone. You need to deal with this one last time. Do you feel resolution? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, Reconciliation? I do. I, I do. That's why I when that letter was found... And it literally, and I keep calling it a letter, it's not a letter, it was the card. That card Well, is, it was a letter because it had much more to say than... Right, no, that's true. Just the card. Um, it has been missing for 10 years. It was literally within view for the last 10 years. And it was just found recently within the last month. I mean, I, I walked past it every day, probably touched it. So we're beginning Easter week and feeling of celebration that we're going to do by tradition is a personal experience for you, perhaps, mm -hmm. this year, this yeah. season. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a freeing. Yeah, and I'm trying to do that with everything in my life. I'm trying to pass that on to my children, too. You know, it's, it's a very um, spiritual or you know, whatever you want to call it, it's experience. But I've lived my life with a lot of uh, anger and holding on to a lot of this. And the letting a lot of this go, the feeling is so much 
different. The, the uplift, the forgiveness, you know, forgiving people. I mean, it just makes you feel so much better and lighter. I don't know how to describe it. Even my ex-husband, who I, you know, can't stand and continuously to this day tries to get my goat. I have forgiven him for the horrible things that he's said and done. And I forgive him for the stuff he's going to say next week. <laughs> because it's just not worth it. It just really isn't. I just don't. It's not worth for me. And it doesn't do anything for me. So... And the jinkies allow you to have the recognition to be able to articulate. You've just chosen not to be a victim of your circumstances any longer. When you move into an open heart, then all of that is put into a perspective of it was meant to be when it happened, and now you've moved on because you're not going to let it keep you down any longer. I've always looked at everything as a as a learning experience, even the horrible stuff that has happened to me. I look at it as, you know, there's always somebody else out there that has gone through much worse than me. Even though I've gone through some bad stuff, there's always there's always a worse story out there. Everything is experience and and a blessing. And everybody I know, including my ex husband, he taught me something. He taught me to not put myself into the, that situation ever again and to put up with any abuse, physical abuse or mental abuse. And I will never be in that situation again. I will never put up with any man ever touching me ever again. And so he helped you to learn to love yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody that has ever come into my life has been a blessing, whether they've been mean to me or nice to me or anywhere in between. So it's just a matter of Looking at the, I guess, looking at that glass, you know, half half full, not half empty. So, and that's what I, it's hard. But over the years, I've learned to be positive about everything. Because if you don't, then you just make yourself sick. Hmm. And then you end up in the hospital. <laughs> Even recently, I've been sick. But there's a reason for it. You know, there's, there's a lesson in there. You know, there's a reason why I got sick and was in bed for the last month. You know, I don't know what it is yet, but... And it could have been the coronavirus. The yeah, symptoms could, are very similar. Could, could have been. But it hadn't been known then. I could have gotten a very... Even though I have a compromised immune system, you know, I could have gotten, yeah, very, very well gotten a very mild case of it. But that may have been sparing me getting a bad case of it to where I got it so bad that I was one of the cases where I didn't recover, you know, because I've got more to do. Right. So, I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm not looking at it as a negative. We have now determined that when you have that more to do, you won't be tied down by your past childhood wounds. No. You're free to move on. Yeah. And looking forward and whatever I'm supposed to do. I'll be there to do it. And when it's, you know, my time, it's my time. And hopefully it's not the corona. All right. Well, I really appreciate your sharing some of the most intimate experiences of your life. I'm really proud of you. Thanks.